We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the DFS OGs podcast. Back talking everything week six on the main slate covering DraftKings and FanDuel. We'll go back, take a look at week five, see what went right, see what went wrong. We'll recap our betting picks for the week, see where we stand there, uh, and just have some fun here talking the slates. Let me bring in my boys, Head Chopper, Notorious. Guys, how was week five? Chop, let's head over to you. How did week five treat you? Uh, well, I really don't know exactly just yet. I haven't, I still haven't been made full by FanDuel yet for college football on Saturday, so I'll let you know in a couple hours. But I think it was about a break-even week is what it feels like. So we'll just roll with that. That was an interesting sweat with FanDuel yesterday as the scores are rolling in, uh, numbers are going up and down. So what a debacle uh, that was. So we'll see how that turns out. But uh, Noto, let's head over to you, buddy. How was week five? Hey, got extra sweat equity uh, with Fandle this weekend. Uh, for me, it was a break-even week, a pretty bad main slate lineup. I ended up playing Daniel Jones over Teddy Bridgewater. That was one of my last uh, lineup decisions and clearly picked the wrong one there. And then uh, even though you guys told me to play Fulgham and Claypool together, uh, I didn't listen to you. So, yeah, come uh, on, unfortunately. Got to pay attention when we give you those gems. But, uh, yeah, what a week. We'll talk about those guys uh, as well as we move along here and uh, – Pretty good week for me. I mean, ahead above water. That's all we can ask for. So we'll see it. That changes with my, my FanDuel stuff, Chop, like you said. And maybe it, maybe it turns the other way. But uh, another winning week in the books here for week five. So let's keep the momentum going. We will only talk the main slate, as always, here uh, with our favorite picks, stacks, and, of course, betting picks uh, for the games that we have spreads for. So let's dive right in here. Uh, we got buys going on, so less games. We could spend a little bit more time on some of these games and the first one interesting game baltimore a big road favorites here traveling to philly no major injuries for baltimore philly it's all the wide receivers you know you mentioned fulgham is alshon gonna be back djax uh, what's happening with zach Ertz? so noto let's start with you here this baltimore offense you know hollywood looked good last week andrews looked good got a touchdown but lamar's yet to have that game does it come this week do we continue to go back to that well uh, and then what do we do with Philly? Is it a wait-and-see approach? Uh, Sanders look good in a tough matchup. So what do you got here, Ravens and Eagles? Yeah, so the keynote for me when it comes to the Ravens is that uh, Lamar Jackson just hasn't been running the ball as much. Over the last three games, he ran uh, nine, seven, and then two times last week against the Bengals. I don't know if this has to do with his knee injury that they were talking about or if they are just trying to make him, you know, a more complete quarterback. You know, they haven't been able to beat the Chiefs yet, so – 
maybe in some of these easier matchups, they're just deciding to let him air it out. He ended up throwing 37 passes last week, even though they were pretty much ahead the entire game. So that's something to keep an eye on. It is hurting his fantasy production, uh, but it's helping the guys like you mentioned, uh, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews, Brown's fifth in the NFL in air yards. Uh, I think he's, you know, one or two feet away from having two big games already this season. So I like going back to him. And then Andrews uh, leads all tight ends in air yards. So if you're a fan of air yards, you should absolutely love this spot. Uh, pretty good matchup against the Eagles. And then on the other side, uh, I mean, the Eagles surprised me last week against Pittsburgh. They looked pretty good, but I just don't know if I want to play them against Baltimore. Uh, you know, Fulgham came out of nowhere for 10, 152 and a touchdown. I think the Ravens will be ready for him. Um, and maybe this is the spot to go to Zach Ertz. I know he's been pretty terrible, but I think the defenses are just keying in on him. So, um, you know, with the deep threat in Fulgham, you know, maybe that can open up some things underneath for Ertz. He's only 5K on DraftKings. And then Miles Sanders, uh, he looks good. He's getting a lot of work, but I just don't know if I want to play him in this matchup. Running back is so deep, uh, like it is every week. So uh, just a deep tournament play for me. All right, Chop, what do you got here? You're going to Lamar and company. Uh, you feel good about that? The low ownership probably be lower on him uh, than we've seen in quite some time. And then uh, break down the Philly side. Uh, it was, do we go back to Sanders coming off a big week, these receivers, uh, or Zach Ertz uh, by low here? What do you got, Ravens, Eagles? Uh, yeah, Lamar burned me this past weekend. That was my that was my cash game quarterback on DraftKings. Uh, so, yeah, and like Derek said, you know, if he's not going to run, I have no interest in him, none, zero. He needs to run for to be our cash our, our quarterback on DraftKings. But, uh, you know, for Baltimore, I mean, he's in play in this week, I guess, because he's on the road and, and maybe it happens. But can't take a running back from this team. Marquise is okay. Mark Andrews is uh, – He's definitely good all around, but he's exceptional on FanDuel. Like, I think I read a stat the other day after this past weekend, since the start of last year, he's, I think, second in all of the NFL in touchdowns. And, like, you just look at his name every week on FanDuel. He's in the top three of tight ends. He's just a steady-ass guy over there because of the touchdowns. So, Mark Andrews over there. Philly, I mean, we got to take a wait and see with Deshaun and Alshon and those guys. It'll make a big difference if, if they're back. Um, you know, I guess I was more scared of Pittsburgh last week than I am of Baltimore this week, to be honest with you, as far as defenses and, and a Fulgham and Sanders got there against Pittsburgh. So I don't see a, a reason why Sanders wouldn't be in play this week, along with one of those wide receivers, but Zach Ertz, never again, man, I'm done with Zach. He's, <laughs> he's, he's out there. Like he is He's like a robot now, man. He has no movement and very limited. He can't get any separation. I'm, nothing after the catch. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much done with Zach Ertz. Yeah, I mean, the targets have been there. He just hasn't done anything with them. So, like I said, he's a zero after the catch. Uh, I guess we got to wait for uh, Dallas Goddard to come back. I, I do like Hollywood Brown here again in this matchup. Uh, Philly pretty good against the run, but against the pass, uh, definitely vulnerable. But the problem is, do we want to spend that money on Lamar Jackson? The price is down a little bit. Uh, but I agree with you guys. If he's not running, uh, really loses a lot of his value. So not a ton here I like uh, outside of Hollywood Brown. All right, Chop, betting pick. Uh, Ravens minus seven and a half here on the road. So throw that little hook on there, uh, 46 and a half on the total. I mean, I guess I got to be the fish here and take Philly. Uh, just I can't. That's too many points at home for a team that still thinks they're a playoff team. I'll, I'll take Philly. All right, I'm going to go under here. I could see this kind of being ugly. Uh, I think Baltimore will score some points, but I do think it stays under, so under 46 and a half. Derek, what do you got? Not a fan, but I'll go with Chop, and I will take Philly as well. 
All right, two fish jumping on the Eagles there. <laughs> threw that hook on you, and they sucked you right in. So let's move on to the next game. Cincinnati and Indy. Uh, Cincinnati. Guys, this might be the end of A.J. Green. You know, it's, it's kind of been a, a discussion all offseason, early on in the season. And, you know, what about the air yards, yada, yada. He, he goes down. So uh, we'll see if he's able to rebound. But it, it may be it for A.J. Green. Indy side, uh, not, no major injuries here, but they are big favorites here. Uh, in this game, chop. So, is it, is this a, a running spot? It, it's really hard right now to trust uh, Philip Rivers, T.Y. Hilton, any of these guys. So, uh, how high are we on Jonathan Taylor here? Maybe a pairing with the Colts defense, and then Cincy struggled a little bit with Baltimore. Do they bounce back here? Do you believe in Burrow and company here in this matchup with the Colts? This is a tough, tough game for DFS purposes. I, I may want to abstain from this game. I don't feel good about it. Can't play Phillip Rivers, and he's bringing down his target guys, you know, T-wise, and he really doesn't have that much, to be honest with you, but he's bringing down everybody he would be throwing to. And, uh, and Jonathan Taylor's just not that good right now. He, he still needs a little bit more seasoning in the NFL. So I guess you could go to Taylor because somebody's got to score points for Indianapolis. Maybe Jack Doyle. Maybe it's a Jack Doyle game, but uh, I'm not super stoked on them, and I'm – I want to say I'm probably even less stoked on Cincy because the Indy defense is pretty good and they're at home. So it's going to be tough sledding for uh, for all these guys. Joe Burrow is going to have to dink and dunk all day. I don't know if that's going to accumulate to very much. And uh, Tyler Boyd may get several receptions, but I don't think the yardage total is up there. And I'd, it'd be a, a test for him to get in the end zone here. So not sure I like anybody from Cincinnati, but – yeah, this game is probably one for DFS that I'm staying away from. Uh, Derek, do you agree, disagree? I, I, I do like Taylor here. I mean, Cincinnati has somewhat struggled against the run, 22nd uh, in DVOA through the first five weeks. So uh, he's the guy for me. There's not really much else I want. If I run it back, uh, it may be with a Tyler Boyd, maybe a T. Higgins, uh, whose role just continues to grow uh, each and every week. But the problem is we know this Indy team, very good defensively and don't give up a lot of big plays. So – uh, your thoughts here, Colts and Bengals. Yeah, I agree with Chad. This one's pretty ugly. Uh, we need T.Y. Hilton to call Phillip Rivers, uh, or T.Y. Hilton's grandma, and uh, get him going a little bit because he's that, been so bad. That grandma narrative didn't work, <laughs> man. I, I, was, I thought that was a no-fail there. So we, we got to try well, something here with T.Y. He's, he's struggling. I mean, with Rivers throwing you the ball, there's only so much you can do, I guess. I don't know. But uh, Hilton is, has been the leader in targets and air yards the last two weeks, but I don't think you can play him here. Uh, they're playing three tight ends right now with Trey Burton, Mo Alley, Cox, and Jack Doyle. So that's kind of an ugly situation. So I guess if you're playing anyone from Indianapolis, it would be Jonathan Taylor. Uh, certainly a path for him to get, you know, 20 touches. But Naheem Hines has played at least 20 snaps in three straight games. So that worries me a little bit. And then on the Cincy side, uh, yeah, it's a pretty ugly, tough matchup on the road. You know, Mixon is kind of in the same spot as Miles Sanders that we talked about last game where he's getting all the work, but it's a tough matchup. And T. Higgins, I like him moving forward. Uh, he's at least cheap enough that you can maybe throw him into a tourna tournament lineup. But, again, the Colts like to keep everything in front of them. So, uh, pretty ugly game for me. All right, we got Colts minus eight. Uh, total sitting at 47 there. I will go uh, – give me Indy. It doesn't feel great, but give me Indy. Chop, what do you got? I'll take the under. I will take the under here as well. I feel like another ugly game here where both teams – Kind of struggle to put points on the board. So let's take a look at our, our betting records from last week. Uh, not great. Uh, Derek, oh, no. <laughs> I mean, we've had worse. So we'll say that. I mean, we, we were right around 500. So collectively, so not, not terrible. But Derek, 
I think your first losing week and four and five. So still doing well on the season. 36, 24, and one. Chop, uh, you actually were above water this week. Five and four. That puts you up one unit, 30 and 29 on the year. And I was four and five. Still lagging behind at 25, 33, and one. So again, thank you to our boy, Mike Lynn, for keeping us up to date on the picks. All right, next game for us, Detroit and Derek's Jacksonville Jags. Detroit, small road favorites here. Uh, coming off a bye, no major injuries on their side. Jacksonville, got to keep an eye on DJ Chark, had an ankle injury, uh, so he comes in questionable. So, Derek, going to start with you, buddy. Your team here, uh, home game against a Lions team that has not played very well this season. Some may argue that. They, they could have a couple wins on the board uh, had they not blown it. So, big total game here. Uh, Jacksonville got a chance in this one, and what are we doing in DFS? Yeah, definitely a stackable game uh, on the Jacksonville side. Minshew, he's top 20 fantasy points in four of the first five games this season. The problem is that he likes to spread the ball around. Uh, nine players saw at least five targets last week. That's typically not great uh, when we're trying to stack teams in DFS. But um, it charts out. That does help a little bit. You know, Chanel Cole probably be the biggest uh, beneficiaries in his absence. The chart is active. You can always look his way. Only two weeks away from, you know, him having that big game uh, a couple weeks ago. So, uh, certainly interesting. And then James Robinson, great spot for him. Detroit 31st in DVOA against the run. Uh, and he feels overpriced for whatever reason, uh, even though, you know, the workload has been there. It probably just could play for the Jaguars. And that's keeping his ownership down. So love the spot for James Robinson. On the other side, yeah, everyone's in play against the Jaguars. You know, we saw the Texans get right against them last week. So pretty much everyone. You can play Stafford. Love the spot for Kenny Galladay. I think he'll be one of the Chalkier wide receivers in the entire slate. He's only 6,200. You can pivot to Marvin Jones, TJ Hawkinson. Uh, you can stack this team up. Don't want anything to do with the backfield still since there's three guys getting work. But uh, love the game as a whole and going to be stacking both sides. Yeah, I love Robinson here. I, I love going back to him. Had a lot of them last week. Obviously didn't, didn't pan out. But uh, maybe an even better matchup here with Detroit, who has been atrocious against the run. So uh, stack him with one of them uh, Lions pass catchers and – uh, I think that's the stack I want here. So, Chop, let's get over to you. Big total game, a close spread. Could be a shootout here. What are your thoughts, Lions and Jags? It could be a shootout. I do I do still worry a little bit about Detroit. They, they sure do try to force the ball to Adrian Peterson a little more than I would like them to. Uh, so you just never know. And I hope they don't jump out to a big lead, then we'll, we'll, all, get, we'll all get screwed on that one. But I like Stafford and I like Galladay. And uh, Marvin Jones is always in play in GPPs because you never know when it's his week. And on the flip side, I'm with you guys. James Robinson looks exceptional. DJ Shark hasn't looked very sharp this year. So, you know, just sit out if you have to and get right, man. And and we'll and then we'll take Keelan Cole and Chenault. But uh, I sure hope he doesn't force his way out there and, and play injured because it just doesn't help anybody. No, it does tend to lag. We've seen it over and over where it lasts the entire season. So I'm with you. You know, they, they got enough guys. You know, Chenault's look good. Cole's look good in spots. Uh, Colin Johnson found the end zone last week. So uh, sit out. I, I hope so as well. And that would give me a little bit more interest uh, in some of these other receivers. But if he plays, like Derek says, it's kind of muddy water. So what about a betting pick, Chop? We got Lions minus three and a half here on the road. Big total at 54 and a half. Mm. Goodness, man, that's a big total. It's, it's just, it feels too big for 
uh, a team that could give 15 to 20 carries to Adrian Peterson. So I'm going to take the under. I'm going under again, three for three and unders here. I, I agree. I think both teams at their heart want to run the ball. Uh, we know Robinson's going to get a ton of work here. And uh, I just think the number's too high as well. I'm going to go under once again. Derek, what do you got? Keep bending against my Jags. I'll take the Lions. All right. Thought we were going to go three for three there. We did go two and oh uh, last week when we all agreed on yeah. something. So keep that in mind. Maybe that's our, you know, our calling card when we all are on the same thing. Those are the ones you want to pay attention to, but uh, none so far this week. Moving on to the Atlanta Falcons and the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, obviously the big news here, Atlanta cleans house. Uh, Quinn is out. The GM is out. Uh, injury wise, Julio uh, still remains up in the air here. Uh, and then on the Minnesota side, another big injury uh, with Dalvin Cook. So, uh, Derek, uh, what, what do you do here? I mean, it, it, let's just assume these guys don't play. The, the Cook thing, they have a bye next week. So, it would be hard to imagine uh, him getting in there. So, how much Alexander Madison do we want? Uh, how highly owned will he be? What do we do in tournaments there? Uh, and then Atlanta, let's just envision Julio out. Uh, what do we do with those pass catchers? Yeah, so as long as Dalvin Cook is out, and it kind of sounds like he's going to be, uh, give me all the Alexander Madison this week, the way I see it. Uh, would I play Dalvin at 7,200? Absolutely. Uh, love the spot for him. We know Atlanta, one of the worst teams in the NFL like the last four years against running backs. I know they're 10th in DVOA against the run, but um, they're bottom six in fantasy points allowed to running backs. And, I mean, I like that uh, he is priced up at 7,200. That just certainly helps. Uh, should keep his ownership at a reasonable level. It'll probably still be pretty popular, but – Absolutely love the spot for him. We know the Vikings want to run the ball. They're playing at home. They're favored. Huge total. Uh, so, yeah, give me all the Madison in this one. It's a low-volume passing attack, but you can certainly attack uh, with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Both these guys have big play potential. Uh, Atlanta's secondary has been terrible. We saw DJ Moore and Robbie Anderson both get there against them last week. So, uh, stacking against Atlanta has worked every single week this season. No reason to stop now. So, love the spot for the Vikings. And then if Julio's out on Atlanta side, you got to go back to Calvin Ridley. And I wouldn't mind going back to Zacchaeus. I know he was terrible. I know he was the chalk that busted. Um, and I did have him in my main lineup on DraftKings. But he ran around 100% of Ryan's dropbacks. It's a game where they could be trailing. Uh, Minnesota, I'm not as scared of their secondary. So I think it's a pretty good bounce back spot for Zacchaeus. Um, and I know you can attack the Vikings on the ground. I just don't want to play Todd Gurley. I know he looked pretty good, but limited workload on the road. I just, I don't want to click Todd Gurley's name this year. I don't think. Let's, let's be honest. He did not look good. I mean, I watched, <laughs> I watched a lot of that game and he, he looked like uh, the horse that's uh, on its last leg and, and needs to be taken behind the barn. So he, I had him in some lineups. He gave me the numbers, but uh, watching him, it just did not look like Todd Gurley. And, and I want to give kudos to DraftKings here. I know it's been a, a nightmare with these sites over the weekend, but pricing Madison up to 7,200, at least you have to make a decision. You know, if he's down at 5K, he's 50% owned. It's, you know, in years past, that's what we would have seen. I, I'm cringing to see the FanDuel price. We don't have that uh, as of this recording. But uh, I just want to say 7,200, at least it's a decision point. But I agree with you, Derek. Will we pay that price for Cook in a home matchup with Atlanta? Yes, Madison looked great in that game uh, with Seattle. So don't be afraid of that elevated price point shop uh, your thoughts here. Another uh, interesting game, another potential shootout Falcons Vikings. Yes. I'm in, I'm with you on the Todd Gurley thing. He, uh, he's another robot like Zach Ertz. Like he got, he put up the numbers, but man, it, it was ugly. Like, you know, I just remember pulling out for him, man. I remember Todd Gurley when he was a uh, 
freshman in at Georgia, he was returning kickoffs. He was that he was that good, that talented. He was on the track team. And now he runs like, you know, like he's got some cement shoes on now. He got there against Carolina, but I'm not gonna bet on that every every week. So I'm probably out on that one. And then I'll see how the wide receivers play out here with Julio's injury. If not, go back to Calvin Ridley. He'll get another twelve targets, fifteen targets. He'll he'll keep piling them up if, if Jones is out. Has, there's been some disappointments this year, but one of the biggest ones has got to be Hayden Hurst because, like, he's just not doing anything. And and Julio's not even been active a couple of these weeks, and he's still not putting up numbers. So very disappointed in Hayden Hurst. He's to the point where, I, you know, not only can I not play him, I'm going to have to eliminate him from my player pool in the first round of cuts, man. He's just been that bad. Well, well, he had done nothing, right? Like, like, maybe I'm missing something here. Maybe maybe you guys have seen it. Like, maybe I'm just glossing over some stats. Let me pull them up real quick. All all I can say is the targets have been there. Now, he hasn't done much. I don't know how you you get almost as many targets as you had yards. Receiving yards. That's impressive. Six (laughs) targets, eight yards. That's that's that hurts right there. Yeah, this is ugly, man. Like, so I mean I, I don't know man he just he's touchdown or bust and the touchdowns aren't even that that good anymore but we'll see how Julio plays out that's a Calvin Ridley game to me if, if so uh, Minnesota I'm with you guys you know can I like the price up on on Madison it, it make it makes it more interesting and people will stay away from him I still like him and Thielen and Jefferson Jefferson great on Fanduel because of the way he gets his production and Thielen great on both sides but especially DraftKings with the pure volume so. I'm on board with all that. All right, chap. We got Vikings minus three and a half at home. Another 54 and a half on the total. Yeah, this one feels like the over game right here. This one I'm going over on. Uh, I'm going to go to Derek. I'm torn on this. I'm not going to abstain like Derek has done in the past, but I, I got to think hey, about hey, this hey. one. What do you got? I got to pre- preserve that record. Um, <laughs> I should just yeah, I, I can't the rest say nothing. <laughs> yeah, I can't say nothing. I'm I'm like buried underwater on my record. I mean, this feels like a touchdown game to me. Uh, so I'll take the Vikings. I'm gonna go Vikings as well. The the thing was, I was thinking maybe Atlanta comes out spirited. They get rid of their coach, and but sometimes that can go the other way too. You throw everything in, into flux, and uh, uh, they come out and uh, basically shit the bed. So I, I'm gonna go Vikings here. Uh, minus three and a half next game the football team uh, heads to new york to take on the giants uh, gross like this, this one should uh, be very very quick here i mean low total two ugly games chop i'm gonna let you lead this one off i guess the the big story i don't even know if it's a big story but uh, the return of alex smith was cool to see uh sounds like they're gonna stay with kyle allen no uh, word out of their camp so uh if there's any quarterback questions seem they have answered that in the giants Thought they'd, uh, thought they'd be better last week. Daniel Jones uh, was chalk. Uh, Slayton did get there. Uh, Ingram uh, kind of disappointed. So, Chop, what do we do? This, this one's ugly, man. I, I don't even want to talk about this one. It's ugly. And uh, I, I don't know what the bottom line – I mean, the whole thing with Alex Smith last week, I have no idea what why they did that, why they put him in there. I understand when Allen got hurt at first. Uh, you had to put him in there for that drive, but Allen was ready to go back in as from everything I heard. And uh, Alex Smith was just out there. And every time he dropped back, I mean, as a, as a viewer, you just cringe, like, oh, yeah. please, Aaron Donald, don't get a hold of him. It's awful. He looked awful. 
Like, I'm sure he's a great, you know, leader and a motivator and a, a guy who can teach the young quarterbacks, but he doesn't need to be playing a snap in the NFL. So hopefully they go back to Kyle Allen, but Kyle Allen's pretty garbage too, but at least he's young and he's more apt to stay healthy. So Antonio Gibson, huge letdown last week. I mean, massive letdown. He had a good game script and everything, and he just didn't get it done. So I don't know. I, I'm on Terry McLaren. I'll go. I'll go to Terry McLaren here. He's about the him and Gibson. I'll give Gibson one more shot here, but uh, he's got to show me a little more. I like McLaren on that side. And that's it uh, for the Giants. Hey, 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 man, they're back home, and it's another bad defense. But they didn't put it up against the Cowboys, and that's the worst defense in the NFL. And Evan Ingram's running like four yards a route, and he's just not getting it done. And Colin Tate's not getting it done. Slayton's the only one, and I'm not trusting Devontae Freeman anymore. And I, Daniel Jones may put up a 30 at some point this year. He may do it twice, but that's about all you're going to get is one or two good games. The other ones are going to be terrible. So uh, I think Darius Slayton's the only one I'm really looking at, man. Yeah, I'm out on the Giants. I mean, you you could make the argument for Jones. You know, everybody was on him last week, and nobody's going to be on him this week. But I'll disagree, Chop. This defense, at least statistically for for the football team, top five in the league so far. So uh, top 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 five. Throwing numbers the, out there. Top. I, I got to pull a few out of my rear once in a while. But top five against the pass. Uh, top four overall defense so far. So. Uh, again, that, that's really the only argument I can make for Jones is a low-owned guy, but we're talking a 43 total here. So uh, give me McLaurin, though, against the Giants. Uh, I think it's a good bounce-back spot for him. I think I'm going to sit out a week on Gibson. I, I was pretty high on him last week as well, and uh, that one put a big dent in some of my lineups. So uh, we'll see. The running back pool is pretty deep here, but McLaurin for sure uh, and Gibson a maybe for me. Derek, uh, any more optimism here? This, this, is, this is ugly here. Yeah, I mean, I tried my Daniel Jones shares last week, and they run a sweep to Evan Ingram for the first touchdown, then get a pick six, and I just knew how my day was going to go. Um, so, yeah, no going back to Daniel Jones. He scored 9, 10, 11, and 9 fantasy points the last four games. Um, if he burns me, so be it. I won't be going there. I'm fine going with Slayton. He's looked good. Uh, he was a chalk that hit last week, and uh, Washington, not really a secondary that I'm too scared of. Uh, I know they got a really good pass rush, good front seven, but uh, pretty mediocre secondary. Um, and then Evan Ingram, they are ranked dead last in fantasy points allowed to tight ends. Looks like they're kind of trying to manufacture ways to get him the ball, but overall, not a ton of uh, confidence in this offense. And for Washington, yeah, it's pretty much Terry McLaurin, and that's it. Uh, has anyone done less with more targets than Logan Thomas? Uh, him or Zach Ertz, who you got? Well, let's throw Hayden Hurst in that mix Hayden as well. Hurst. I, I want to know what's more impressive, Zach Ertz getting six yards on six targets or Daniel Jones not throwing or scoring a touchdown at all in the last month. I mean, four <laughs> straight games without a touchdown. So you tell me what's more impressive, Derek. They're equal. They're both very they're, impressive. They're both terrible. All right, let's uh, begrudgingly make a betting pick here. Giants uh, minus two and a half at home. 43 is the total. Who are we going first? Let's go to you, Derek. Somebody's got to lead this, <laughs> this charge here. All right. Well, generally, when I don't like anybody, I'll take the under. So I'll go that way. Chop. Uh, Giants are at home. So I'm going to say that maybe this is the the week after the week we thought they were going to get something done. I'll go with the over. 
I'm going over as well. It's a low number. The, yeah, the defenses are what they are. It, it's just going to be an ugly game, but I do think there'll be enough points. So uh, give me over 43. Next game, not uh, much better here, boys. We had all our early, all the early games were the good ones. We got Chicago uh, and Carolina. This one a little more promising. Uh, some of the guys here, minus two and a half for Carolina, 44 on the total. So, Chop, we'll go to you. It's been the Mike Davis show for Carolina. It's been the Robbie Anderson show. DJ Moore finally got it going. Uh, with that long touchdown, the target's still lagging behind. Uh, and the Bears side of things, I uh, – I, I got nothing here for the Bears. So, Chop, turn it over to you, Bears-Panthers. Yeah, it's going to be a battle of uh, the irresistible force and the immovable object when David Montgomery squares off against the worst rush de defense out there in the NFL. Like, this Carolina rush defense made Todd Gurley look like he was 19 again, but David Montgomery's pretty bad, man. So, yeah. it's going to – one of them's got to win. One of them's got to come out on top. It's going to be – I don't know which one it's going to be, but – Allen Robinson's been pretty steady through everything. So I'll go back to that, that route for sure. And, you know, on the flip side, I don't really want to pick on the Bears defense, even though Teddy Two Gloves has been very good so far this year. Uh, I'm not going to do that. Robbie Anderson, clearly the number one guy here. And so, uh, but I don't know if I want to play that against the Chicago Bears. And Mike Davis is okay, but I mean, all good things have to come to an end at some point. So these guys have all been getting there on a weekly basis. And I, this week, I just think out of the big three there, Davis, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, two of them don't get there. And I don't really want to guess on it. So I'll probably abstain from, from that side of the game. I think it's still Davis and the price at 7,000. I don't know that it's even enough. I mean, he's getting the, the workload here. I'm not I mean, going to make, we... I'm, I'm not going to make the Davis Maddock argument, but he's, he's getting the, the amount of touches to, to, to be close to McCaffrey. So, I mean, is so. it even, is it, is he just that good or is, did they just stumble into a guy that good or is it the system or is it really that running backs are totally meaningless? Cause I mean, McCaffrey, he's putting up McCaffrey numbers and he's the backup and that's just, it's just playing weird, but I don't it's, know. It, in this offense, it's the targets, 10 targets, six, nine, eight, and he's actually doing something with his targets. So I don't seven K get a little revenge narrative as well. Didn't he, didn't he spend a year with the bears or two? And he was, he was the starter in week one and uh, didn't play a whole lot after that. So, you know, may, maybe he's pissed off at the bears. So I, I just think he's too cheap for the amount of work he's getting. Uh, we'll see what the ownership. I mean, he's been highly owned each and every week. I, I don't think that changes here this week, but uh, Derek, uh, what do you think here on Davis on some of the Panthers pass catchers? And are you are you with Chop? Chop clearly loves David Montgomery in this matchup. But do you agree with him? I mean, the matchups there. Um, he's basically playing every down almost as a running back, so we like that. Uh, the production hasn't been great the last three weeks, but he's going to get the goal line work. The matchups there. The price isn't too bad at fifty eight hundred. So I will take some shares of David Montgomery and then Allen Robinson. Uh, he's had thirty nine targets over the last three weeks alone, uh, and he's been one of the best receivers in football so far this season. So. Love those two. Uh, that's kind of the nice part of the Bears offense as we know where the touches are going to come from. And for Carolina, yeah, it's just going to be Mike Davis. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey is eligible to return from IR this uh, week if he's healthy enough. So uh, keep an eye on that. Uh, sounds like we'll know by Wednesday uh, if he's going to be able to uh, be active or not. Um, if he's out, you can go back to Mike Davis, like you mentioned, Beer. Um, the 
the touches are there and especially the targets he's averaging over seven per game over the last three so i'm fine with him but um yeah not a ton not as much confidence in him this week as i did in the last couple all right we got panthers minus two and a half at home 44 in the total derek the total feels a little low to me i'm gonna take the over I'm going to take Carolina. Uh, they've been playing some spirited ball, been playing well. They've gone on the road and got some wins. So a home game with Chicago, I think they take care of business. Give me the Panthers. Chop, what do you got? Carolina did an excellent job of hiring Matt Rule. He is a very, very good coach. Props to them. He's going to make this a playoff team maybe as soon as next year. But I'm taking Chicago here in this game. All right, moving on. And for the first time in OG's pod history, we're, we're going to talk about a team that, that's playing Tuesday night football. So we record early in the week, give you our initial thoughts. So we have not yet seen the Tennessee Titans play this week. So going to give you full disclosure here. Uh, this has never happened. So we're going to break it down anyway. We got Houston. We have Tennessee. We clearly do not have a spread on this game uh, as of this recording. So uh, let's just uh, pretend everything goes well with Tennessee here tonight. And uh, Derek, we'll go to you here first. Uh, kind of an interesting build, trying to break down Tennessee without seeing them. But we assume A.J. Brown's going to be back uh, in, in that week five game. So uh, Texans looked a little bit better. I, I wouldn't say they look great, but, you know, Brandon Cooks finally got it going uh, through the air. So uh, thoughts here, uh, interesting setup here. What do you got for Texans and Titans? Yeah, a lot of unknowns on the Tennessee side. Obviously, they haven't played in a couple of weeks, haven't been able to practice a ton. Uh, and it sounds like Corey Davis and Adam Humphreys are going to miss that Tuesday game. So their status uh, going to be in question on Sunday. Um, but A.J. Brown, I mean, if he gets through the Tuesday game and he looks healthy, he's only 5,600. I will take my chances with him uh, any day of the week at that price point, especially playing at home against the Texans. And then you can always go to Derrick Henry. Um, we'll see how he looks as well. But got to think the time off isn't necessarily bad news for him. Uh, he's just going to be a beast every single week. So those would be the two that I would look to for the, the Titans. And then for the Texans, I mean, I don't know if it was the Jaguars or the absence of Bill O'Brien, but they did get it going last week. Uh, probably more of the Jaguars, to be honest. But um, Fuller and Cooks are always in play when they're going to be low-owned. You know, we saw Cooks go off last week, and then the week before he was highly owned and he didn't get a single catch. So – uh, props to you, bro. I think he was in your uh, six-pack video, by the way. Yes, uh, sir. Yeah, so props on that one. I should have listened to you. I played Zacchaeus instead, um, and that didn't work out. David Johnson, I mean, he's getting the work, but it sounds like Duke Johnson's going to get more work. At least that's what uh, the coach was saying uh, early in the week. So I don't know. I don't really feel great about anyone from Houston uh, outside of Fuller and Cooks kind of in tournaments, and you can obviously pair him with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Houston's a tough sell here in this matchup. Tennessee, you know, the defense hasn't been as good that we saw last season, but uh, I just I don't want to buy high on these guys. It feels like a good week to jump off. I do like Derrick Henry, though, uh, against this Houston run D. Robinson didn't really get there last week, but it uh, feels like a matchup that Henry should be able to control. So assuming everything goes well here tonight and he looks good and uh, gets out unscathed, uh, he's the guy that stands out to me. Uh, in this week six matchup chop let's get over to you titans and texans uh for houston i mean i'm i'm, I'm in there on on deshaun and fuller and i'll probably not be as high on cooks this week just because i don't i don't believe in guys like him back to back like that i don't want to test that i'm not big on the running running game here for houston but 
So I'm on the passing game with the big guys. Uh, Tennessee, like like you said, we haven't even seen their their Tuesday game yet. This is Tuesday afternoon, and we haven't seen them play tonight. We haven't seen them play tonight yet. So here's the thing about it. I can't really – if they run Derrick Henry tonight a lot against Buffalo, I don't want Derrick Henry coming back on Sunday. That's like a meat grinder for your body. I got to think that they won't do – they wouldn't put him through that, you know, that quickly. So – if Derrick Henry runs the ball tonight a lot, I want Tanny Hill and A.J. Brown in the next game. If uh, Derrick Henry doesn't get those those full allotment of carries tonight and they ease him, ease him tonight, I'm, I'm fine with Derrick Henry. But it's tough to make a call on that before you see what happens in this game tonight. But that sounds weird. But, uh, you know, that's just the way I'm at. I guess A.J. Brown would be my preferred guy right now. Yeah, we I mean, we don't want to throw a bunch of BS. We got some great listeners out there. So we, we just don't know what it's going to look like. So if you do want our thoughts, so we're always all available on Twitter uh, to talk Titans if you really want to go there. But uh, it's a good point, Chop. It's a quick turnaround. Uh, but they are pretty rested. But we don't know who, who's healthy, who's even playing yeah. for this team. What does the offensive line look like? I mean, there's there's so many questions that – These you know, guys may get some COVID, too. They're, they just – they have no no couth, man. They, right. they're, yeah, out they're, they're out there doing whatever the hell they want. Yeah, so. they're crazy. <laughs> All right, so as we said, no line in this game. So we'll move on. And we're still in the 1 o'clock window. The NFL did another bang-up job here and uh, put all the games in the 1 o'clock window, only two games. Uh, in the late window, unfortunately, but we'll move on four games to go here. You are listening to the DFS OGs right here on Roto Grinders. Next game, guys, Cleveland and Pittsburgh. Cleveland, we know Nick Chubb is out. We saw Kareem Hunt uh, take over that backfield, look good. Baker Mayfield, uh, a little rib issue. So we'll see. Sounds like he'll be good to go, but uh, it sounds like it could be a game time decision. So got to keep an eye on that. Pittsburgh, uh, injury wise, Deontay Johnson went out. And Chase Claypool, Chop, uh, Notre Dame boy, went nuts in this game. Uh, this feels like the ultimate. People are going to want to play him off that huge game and, and just stay away. So uh, thoughts there, thoughts of the rest of this game, Steelers and Browns. Yeah, I've actually heard some people talk about him as the number one guy now. Is, oh, is Claypool now the number one guy in, in Pittsburgh? Uh, no, I don't think so. Uh, but I they definitely they definitely game planned to get him the ball. So and I know he's good. So you know can't take that away from him. I just don't think that uh, against Cleveland you need to game plan. See against Philly I get it because there's a guy out there Darius Slay that's doing a, just a bang up job this year of shutting guys down. So I guess they didn't want to take a chance anywhere near him. So they gave you know the game plan for Claypool to get the ball and uh, and they got him there against Cleveland. I don't think they have to do that. So. With that being said, I am uh, I guess I'm go I'm gonna go back to Juju here, man. He's let me down this year a couple times, but I'm gonna go back. I think this is the one. I can't. I just can't trust Deontay right now. He can't stay on the football field, whether it's a concussion or whatever's going on. He just always seems to exit the game. He's become he's becoming the Anthony Davis of the NFL, and I, I think I just want I just want Juju this week. So I'm in on that one. And on the flip side, Cleveland. It's just a hard pass for me on everybody. I don't want anybody on Cleveland. Just Mayfield being questionable hurts the target guys. I wouldn't have taken Beckham anyway. I may have had some interest in Landry, but I don't want Landry with a beat-up quarterback. And I think the Pittsburgh defense is too tough to let Kareem Hunt get loose. So I'm out on Cleveland. I'm with you. I, I don't think you need to force it here with, with Hunt. And a lot of people are going to look back and – uh, they see Miles Sanders had a big game. A, a lot of that came on, on one run, which 
you know, we're not taking that away from him, but the rest of the day uh, was pretty tough on Sanders. So this is still the number one DVOA run D even after that game uh, against Sanders. So Hunt looked good. He will be involved in the passing game. So he, he maybe on DraftKings, you're a little bit more excited about it, but uh, I'm with you, Chop. And I love the Juju call. If everyone's going to want to cram Claypool in there, and some of these other guys, Juju's kind of disappointed. Uh, this secondary is definitely vulnerable for Cleveland. So, uh, great call there. I don't even mind uh, some James Conner again. Claypool stole all the touchdowns. I liked him a lot last week. I was decent, but uh, if he can get back uh, into that goal line role, I think this is a decent spot for him as well. Uh, Derek, your thoughts here, Browns and Steelers. Yeah, give me James Conner in this one. You just mentioned it. Uh, he's pretty much a workhorse running back. For the years and years, we've seen the Steelers have always had a workhorse running back, and that's going to be James Conner when he's healthy. Over the last three weeks, he's averaging 20 touches, 22 fantasy points, um, and I think he's going to get going a little bit here. I don't mind going to any of the receivers, but there's three of them now, so, um, yeah, that kind of makes me nervous. And it's a game where they are favored at home. Um, I think they're going to be playing with the lead, so give me James Conner. And then on the other side, I agree with you guys. I mean, Hunt could get the could get the touches that we're looking for, but I worry about his efficiency. It'll likely come down to whether he scores and you know how many catches he gets. And that's just not really a play that you need to make in a slate like this with so many good running back options. All right, Derek, we got Steelers minus three and a half at home, fifty and a half on the total. Alluded to it a second ago. I think the Steelers are going to be playing with the big lead in this one, so I will take them at home. I agree with you. I'm going to take the Steelers. Feels a little bit low. I, I would have put it about minus five, so that always makes me nervous. Uh, but I like the Steelers in, in this game at home. Chop, what do you got? Uh-oh. I think we got a three of three. <laughs> there we go. I'm on, I'm on Pittsburgh. I'm just not sold on Cleveland. I think they, they've done a lot of it with smoke and mirrors, and now they're they're up against it in this game. Now I'm going to put this public service announcement out there. Don't be that guy that I, I bet the house on the Steelers because the OGs all agreed on the pick and you're blowing us up on Twitter. And we're, we're just telling you, we're, we're giving you the numbers. We've been pretty good when we all agree. So uh, in agreement here on Steelers, minus three and a half. All right, let's close out the one o'clock window. Denver and New England, no line on this game either. We know Cam uh, still questionable. I read something that Belichick said he could still play even if he tests positive for COVID because yeah. like, he's asymptomatic. I didn't – like, that doesn't make any sense to me, but uh, that, that sounds like something Belichick would say. So, obviously, we're watching the status of Cam. Uh, Julian Edelman also questionable. Denver side of things. Sounds like Drew Locke should be back for this game, uh, and Noah Fant uh, remains questionable. So, Chop, uh, a lot of questions here. No line. This feels like another one of those games. Kind of tough to break down, but we'll do our best here. What do you think, Pats and Broncos? If this, if everybody in this game were a hundred percent healthy, I may tell you I like some Cam Newton, and if I like Cam Newton, maybe Julian Edelman, because you know you like to target, target those guys like that. But with Cam being totally questionable and probably not playing, and Drew Locke just barely coming back from injury and up against this defense on the road, I don't think I have an interest in anybody in this game. And I, like, it would be hard for me to feel good about these guys if everybody was healthy and they're not healthy. So I don't, another game, I don't think I need to force anything in there. So I don't like anybody from this game, to be honest with you. All right, Derek, uh, any more optimism here? I'm kind of a chop. It's really tough to, to peg it down. I wouldn't mind Cam if he's going. Uh, the Denver side, really a tough matchup. Even if Locke is back, uh, no Noah fan, you'd be throwing a dart, in my opinion, at some of these receivers. So all in all, I'm pretty much out on this game. 
uh, as of now. Derek, what do you thought? Yeah, I agree with you guys. I actually read that quote on Cam Newton and just figured it was a typo and just moved along my way. Uh, that's, that's kind of funny. Um, anyway, yeah, I mean, if he was healthy, he'd be fine, but it's not like it's the best matchup ever, and quarterback's always such a deep position that I don't think you need to go there. Um, depending on his price point on FanDuel, maybe Damian Harris, we saw him look really good. Uh, Sony Michelle is on IR, and uh, yeah, I mean, he looked good, and they're playing at home as big favorites, so He'd be the one guy I'd maybe look to on FanDuel. All right, no line available, so we'll move on to the primetime game, the Jets and the Dolphins. How in the (laughs) hell is it? Okay, well, at least the last game is decent because this one, uh, not so much. But uh, when was the last time the Dolphins were eight-point home favorites? It's had to be a a decade since we saw (laughs) that. But uh, here we are, Derek, Miami minus eight, 47 and a half, the Jets. It's been a mess. You know, they bring Flacco in. It's not great. We don't know if Darnold's going to be back or not. Uh, Le'Veon Bell returned. He'd probably look worse than Todd Gurley. I don't, I don't even know how that's possible, but uh, he looks like he's checked out. So, to me, it's all Miami here. I mean, they, they go out to San Francisco and punch the Niners uh, in the mouth. You know, led by Fitzpatrick, Parker, Gaskin look good. So, uh, this is a team playing with a lot of confidence right now. I, I don't think the Jets can slow this offense down. So, you know, I like a lot of pieces here on Miami. So are we buying high? Is it time to jump off board here, Derek? What do you think, Jets and Dolphins? Yeah, it feels like another good spot for the Dolphins. Definitely wasn't expecting them to beat the Niners uh, that handily in San Francisco. But uh, their whole offense looked good. You mentioned Gaskin. He's only 5,400 this week. Uh, he's been good on the ground and catching the ball through the air. Fitzmagic's got that passing game going with Parker Williams and Jasicki. So, yeah, I mean, uh, you can take your pick here. I'm not really scared of anything uh, when it comes to the Jets' defense. I know the DVOA will say they're better against the run than the pass, but uh, I just think it's a good spot for the Dolphins' offense as a whole. And for the Jets, I kind of agree with you. I mean, Crowder's been good. He continues to play well. Uh, Jeff Smith saw 11 targets last week, had 141 air yards. So uh, maybe there's a little bit of value there. He's still 3,000, the bare minimum. Um, and it looks like they will likely be trailing if uh, you know the Vegas line holds up. So those, that, those would be the guys I would look at. And I'm just really hoping that, you know, my main slate lineup uh, isn't dead because I definitely don't want to be jamming lineups with this two-game slate. Yeah, that's going to be ugly. And that two-game slate is going to be even worse. But, Chop, let's go over to you. You seem like a Fitzmagic kind of guy. So you, you buying this offense here and, and any optimism here. I agree with Derek Crowder would probably be your, your run-it-back, quote-unquote, if you're going to stack anything here or play a couple Dolphins. But – uh, your thoughts here, Chop, Dolphins and Jets. Yeah, the Jets, the Crowder's the only the only guy I'm really even vaguely interested in. And, and Miami, uh, listen, I said it uh, end of last year, beginning of this year, they they got a really good coach, and he's turning this team around. So, yeah, I believe everything about this team. I believe it's going to be really good in the next coming years. So uh, I believe this is going to be a, a good game for them. Fitzpatrick's fine. Devontae's fine. The one guy I have the most interest in is y'all. Y'all mentioned Miles Gaskin. He's doing. He's talented. He's young. He's you know. You mentioned Le- Le'Veon Bell and then Todd Gurley and these guys are running with cement shoes on these days. It's because those running backs, man. After they take so many hits and everybody has a different breaking point, but after you take so many hits in the NFL as a running back, you just kind of fall off a cliff and you can't get it back. And you want the young guys. And Miles Gaskin's young, fresh legs. He hits the hole hard. He's getting goal line work. He's getting a ton of receiving work. Look at the targets per week are, are 
four, seven, five, four. Like he's getting thrown in the passing game. He's getting running yards. Give me Miles Gaskin all day. Hey, Chop. Frank Gore's out here grinding out three yards a carry at, at 52 years old. So we got to give him some props. But I agree. Gaskin, uh, even though, Derek, you mentioned the numbers, uh, the Jets way worse against the pass. It just feels too cheap for a guy playing, I'll say, in a good offense. They're putting up numbers and they're at home. They're, they're big favorites here. Uh, it's a great spot for our running back. So I, I like this, this whole offense. I'll be mixing and matching it a bunch of different ways. Never thought I'd say that about the Dolphins, but. Uh, 2020, here we are. So, Chop, we got Miami minus eight, 47 and a half on the total. Oh, boy. This is a tough one because that's such a big number for Miami. But I think, I think, they're, I think, they, I think they're there, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Miami. I'm going to go for it. I'm going Miami, too. I, I had the same hesitation. Like, that, that's a huge number. But the Jets are that bad. So, uh, give me the Dolphins. I, I think they roll here. So, Derek, what do you got? Time to parlay the Dolphins with the Steelers. Boom. There you Uh-oh. go. Now, now, now you're really going to get some people in trouble. Double three for three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. So lock those in, uh, Steelers and Dolphins. All right. Let's wrap up week six here. Uh, this is definitely the primetime game. Well, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. Green Bay travels to Tampa. Green Bay, uh, slight road favorites here in a big 54-point total. So, Derek, this one should be fun. Uh, quarterback shootout, uh, Tampa Bay very good against the run. So what does that do for you on a guy like Aaron Jones? And uh, Tampa, we'll have to see, you know, who's healthy, what receivers are going to be playing uh, in this game. Do we get Evans Godwin back? Uh, Evans was dealing with somewhat of a foot injury. So uh, let's wrap it up. Week six, Packers and Buccaneers, Derek. Yeah, wait and see approach with the Bucks. You know, if Evans is out um, and Godwin's active, then you want to play Godwin. If it's the reverse, then you want to play Evans. Um, so pretty easy situation there. Uh, for the backfield, Ronald Jones has looked pretty good. So if Fournette's out again, I wouldn't mind going there. Uh, but for the Packers, I mean, I like them in in general, but they're just so expensive. Aaron Rodgers, 7,500. Jones, 7,600. Devonta Adams, 8,000. And they're playing on the road against one of the best defenses in the NFL. So I can't wait to watch this game, but I just don't know if I'll have a ton of exposure to the Packers. I know Tanyan's been awesome, but now he's 5,100. So, yeah, I just can't do it just because of price. I'm I'm with you. I I think I like the Tampa Bay side more. And Green Bay's record looks good, but defensively 29th in in DVOA. I mean, we're we're talking about the Dolphins have a better overall defense. The Panthers, I mean, Dallas. So, uh, the defense not been great here. So, uh, more Tampa Bay for me. I agree completely. Just keep an eye on the Godwin's Evans situation. Uh, that's the main focal point for me. I don't mind a little Ronald Jones here as well. Uh, Chop, you got to have more optimism for my Packers here. So uh, thoughts there. Uh, and then what else are you doing here, Packers and Bucks? Yeah, I do have I do have some a lot of optimism for Green Bay. Uh, I, I usually don't play Aaron Rodgers because he's priced – you know, in a situation where I'd just rather spend a few hundred for a guy who runs a lot more, you know, like a Kyler or somebody like that. So not big on Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Jones, fire him up for me. Devontae Adams is going to be back, yeah, I would assume, and healthy. And I've, I've seen enough Devontae Adams games to know that matchups don't matter with that guy. He's so good. He's going to get it done against anybody. So a prime time, a prime game like this, best game of the slate. I think uh, Rodgers to Adams. Adams is going to get off. Aaron Jones could have a big game, and I'm on board with that. And I like Tampa Bay running it back. We'll see who their healthy receivers are. But whoever they are, if they're healthy, they're active, 
Fire him up as a good run back. I like him a lot. Now, I would have, I'm probably going to hold off on the Ronald Jones this week. And I don't even know the status of Fournette, but but uh, I think it's a passing, a nice passing game here for uh, either Evans or Godwin, which, whichever one looks healthiest. Fournette was uh, at practice uh, as of this recording on Tuesday. Uh, Adams practiced yesterday. An official word is supposed to come out tomorrow. So you got to think Adams will be back. You know, coming off that bye week, they, they probably sat him an extra week just to give him uh, time to get healthy. So I, I do like that call. I, I have a hard time paying 7500 for Aaron Rodgers, but he has been playing uh, at a very high level. Uh, Lamar's up there. We, we already talked about our, our hesitations there. So uh, we'll see. I do like the Adams call, though. Uh, Batting-wise, Chop, let's, let's finish things off here. We got Green Bay minus two, 54 in the total. Okay. First of all, shame on the NFL for only giving us two games in the afternoon. Now, once these, once these noon games are over with, I'm pretty much going to check out now. I mean, I don't have any choice because I'm not going to sit there and watch Red Zone for two games. So shame on you guys. You need to do a better job of scheduling next year. But uh, as far as this game, this feels like a total coin flip with that two-and-a-half-point spread. That could go either way. So I'm going to go with the home team, Tampa Bay. Derek, minus two, 54. Oh, I don't feel good about either side. So uh, to keep the wife happy, give me the Packers. boy, Happy, happy wife, happy life is what they say. I, I'm going to be a homer here and take Green Bay as well. Uh, Tampa's probably the sharp side of things here, getting points at home. But uh, Green Bay's offense has been very impressive. Coming off a bye, uh, I think they'll be ready to go here. So I will agree and take the Packers minus two. All right, that'll wrap us up here for week six on the DFS OGs pod. Thank you to everyone as always, for listening. Boys, any final thoughts here for the people before we get out of here? Derek, let's get over to you. Oh, man, plan something fun for Sunday afternoon and, uh, you know, just go out and watch the game and don't worry about your DFS lineups. Tar- uh, target everyone in the early games because I think uh, those last two games are going to be tough outside of maybe a couple bucks. Yeah, and I agree, Chop. Let's get this – what's so hard about balancing the schedule a little bit? I mean, give us give us four games. We don't, we don't need a total 50-50 split, but – there's nothing worse than Red Zone Channel when there's two games on. So I'll clearly be watching the Green Bay game, but I get it for football fans. I want that Red Zone. Two games just ain't cutting it. So NFL, we know you're listening to the OGs. Let's get this figured out here. So Chop, let's get over to you. Final thoughts for week six. Yeah, my final thought is just, you know, I got a guy, I got a buddy out there I communicate with in, in, a, in a Discord server. Fat Pat, A hits Pat, right? <laughs> these names yeah you got the best names hey listen he's the problem is he got banned from the rg premium discord server Uh i don't know that's a long story all right let's not let's not hold it against him people make mistakes but let's get pat back in there guys come on free pat let's get pat back in the in the rg discord server please whoever's got to make that happen free pat I don't even know Pat, but when you got a name like Fat Pat, you're you're a good dude in my book. So yeah, let I agree. Let's get him back in there. So mistakes yeah. are made, but uh, he's he's ready to turn things around here. So, oh, Chop, man, these names are killing me. How's the season long team going, Chop? Before we get out of here. Oh my gosh. Uh oh. I have Dak Prescott, man. I'm, I'm oh, so boy. I'm, I'm so sad, saddened by that. So I don't know. I'm gonna have to. I definitely lost this week for sure, but. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to pick myself up, my morale up, because I'm I'm in the dumps after that. After that happened, I was in the dumps. A little red rifle in your future here. 
I'm, I may, man. I may. I'm gonna have to look at the waiver wire and see what's out there. But that's just a that's just a, catas- a catastrophic loss right there. Yeah, I mean that was tough for sure. And uh, just watching that, and you you saw the you know he was upset, and uh, that's tough blow for the Cowboys. I know you're a Cowboys fan. Uh, Dak playing on that tag, so uh, tough to see. I, I think any football fan agrees we don't want to see uh, injuries like that. So uh, hopefully Andy Dalton steps in, and, and you guys can can turn some things around here. But uh, keep plugging away on those season-long teams, Chop. You, you, you'll, you'll get there, buddy. Don't, don't let – Zazzy in that league? No, no, no. Okay, no, that's no, totally different no, no. crowd. Then, this, huh? is, this is a home league. This is a home league, man. Right. Zazzy's not a home I'm guy. Try, I'm trying to connect all your dots here, Zazzy, <laughs> Fat Pat. There's a lot, a lot of moving parts here with the Chop, man. But, uh, again, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you want to go leave a review, uh, go ahead. We're not going to beg for any reviews. Uh, thank you for listening. Good luck this week. Uh, For Notorious, for Chop, I am Beer. Best of luck. We'll see you next week.